Hello and welcome to The LB Film. I'm your host Nathan Darcy Roberts. I'm here once again with Stuart Laws and Heidi Regan. And this week we're talking Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Boy, boy, boy. Really happy to be here. Thank you. Ah, so (laughs) Heidi's performing as a Wes Anderson character. (laughs) She's full of ennui and Mm. um, existential Mm. angst. She doesn't know why she's here talking about a film she didn't wish to see. I did feel peer pressured into this one, which may have affected my reading of the film. (laughs) (laughs) Why are your ennui levels? I have such ennui, and I thought I you would think I would, um, you know, empathise with the ennui. Yeah, I I mean, I can go into it, but what what did you guys think? (laughs) Well, straight in. I love it. (laughs) Well, I just wanted to gauge everyone's on we. Oh right, no, well, I'm massive on we. Well, let's see. Time. Really, mm. very on we, very on we. Yeah, you both give off very positive um, non we vibes. That's how I fight the on we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I spent a lot of time staring out of windows. I think that's what the those afflicted with on we will do. They'll stare out of windows, which is tricky when people walk past the windows because they think you're staring at them. Especially when you uh, give them a thumbs up and lick your lips. It's ah, mixed signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always licking my lips with ennui. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, were you guys excited for this movie? Like, are you guys Wes Anderson fans? I was not bothered. I used to be a massive <laughs> Wes Anderson fan, and then I have dropped off um, over time. So I haven't, I hadn't seen a Wes Anderson film since. Darjeeling Limited, maybe. Really? Yeah. You're straight Grand Budapest Hotel. So I started Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> and you last saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a gay thing? I think it might be. Yeah, I guess gay people don't like Wes Anderson. That can't be oh. true. <laughs> I thought I you were going to say gay the... people love him. But you stopped. You stopped watching them, as you really. Settled oh. into your lesbian pomp. Mm, it's really pomp annoying. Era. <laughs> <laughs> it's really because before Astro City, I did intend to ask the audience who was straight and who was gay, but the film started before I got a chance to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I screamed I it throughout. <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a shout out if I got any straight brothers in here. <laughs> whoop whoop. <laughs> Nicer than just saying who in here is gay. (laughs) That's aggressive. (laughs) Um, What film do you think could get the loudest whoop from? I think if um, you did that at Fast X, it would be like England scoring a (laughs) goal at the World Cup. (laughs) Like windows would shatter. (laughs) Beers flying up in the sky. Do they have that as a um, a category at the Oscars? Straightest film or straightest (laughs) audience? Because <laughs> yeah, I've got should, a new goal in life. <laughs> it should be straightest film, straightest audience, and gayest film with straightest audience. Oh, and straightest film with gayest audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was think they should read the nominees in um, descending order from straight to gay. <laughs> and it's never what you suspect. Like Avatar is like number one. <laughs> oh, wait, Avatar's the gayest or the straightest? I think the I think the straightest. Mm. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think I that's think very straight. Right. And I haven't bothered yet to see Avatar two, but I did see Avatar one when I was still questioning. <laughs> <laughs> and when you left, you made your mind up. <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, I didn't identify with any of the romance in that. <laughs> or saving the climate. Yes. I went gay and climate denial. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very rare. It's mm. Yeah, it's, it's not a right. familiar pipeline. <laughs> Which is what I call it. <laughs> ah, yes, you want to be with familiar pipelines, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone here a fan of familiar, comfortable pipelines? <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> so what's this episode? So... We are talking Asteroid City. Asteroid City is set in a fictional American desert town in 1955 and follows the itinerary of a junior stargazer space cadet convention organised to bring together students and parents from across the country for a fellowship of scholarly competition when they are spectacularly disrupted by a world-changing event. I've not been a fan of Wes Anderson for the past few movies. I thought he lost it completely. Um, oh, I thought he was done. I, thought I didn't think ditch. you were heading that way. Yeah, I, I hated it. Friends Dispatch, I thought was like a fembot. It was beautiful to look at, but mechanical and cold inside. And uh, Isle of Dogs was borderline racist. Whoa. I did not even know about Isle of Dogs until before the, we joined this podcast and I Googled Wes Anderson. Films. I was like, that one completely passed me by. Also, yeah, it was weird it... that it didn't really sort of land, did it, culturally? Yeah, it's just a nothing thing. Also, I'm really confused. Is it intentionally meant to mean... I love dogs as well, and the way you say it. I love dogs. I love dogs. Wow. Is... Okay, I'm back on board. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I adored Royal Tenenbaums. I had a poster of it on my wall. I loved Rushmore, possibly even more. And I can't remember why I thought Bottle Rocket. And then Darjeeling Lim. Oh, and then Life Aquatic. I still enjoyed bits, but I started to just feel a bit less connected I think and then Darjeeling Limited I don't even remember if I finished it and then I think I've started a couple and not I think it just got all um like I it's watching this one I was like I see what he's doing and it should be my vibe and no shade on him I just can't connect to any of the characters the lack of emotion that they're doing is I think I'm get, I'm also getting dumber with age. I've got such a short attention span with films and I get grouchy. I was on my <laughs> own in the cinema with a white wine and when they go went to the theatre bits, I was like, who, what? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, I see what you're doing and I understand, but I can't connect with it and the lack of emotion I'm struggling with. Yeah. And is that as well the journey for you with men? <laughs> <laughs> very emotional and Fuck actually off. well i started to watch grand budapest and um this morning because i was like i've still never seen that and everyone raves about that and i was like oh i'm immediately a lot more engaged because uh ray fines shows emotion immediately yeah. and does mm. funny and i was like that's what i just couldn't handle that with uh, asteroid city i was like this just feels like they're making fun of us for watching a film or something Interesting. I took I... it personally. <laughs> You're making fun of me? <laughs> You're making one up fun of me? emotions? <laughs> Standing up in the cinema. <laughs> You're trying to make a fool of me? <laughs> I think maybe they weren't making fun of me. I, I think I'm getting emotional talking. Yeah, just taking off your earrings, putting your hair back. <laughs> no, that I thought it was like a fun game. I think that the film like yeah. sets up a game of like everything you're seeing you know it's not happening 
and you're trying to like um understand what what is it what is what i'm seeing right now saying about this edward norton character that we've we barely see at all but the whole film is about him it's using all these clues to like piece together like what is this man what is how do you understand a man through his art or woman well yeah that and that i don't know why that couldn't grab me because literally my whole edinburgh show is about how i love watching youtube videos that overanalyze a film and this feels like a film made for now watch 20 youtube analyses <laughs> which i'll yeah. go do and i'll probably enjoy it retrospectively or something and i i saw them saying one of the actors said wes she had to read it twice or he had to explain to her why the movie was good or something and she was like yeah you just gotta like watch it a couple of times and that I th- maybe Brian Cranston said that and I was like that's usually my vibe but I think I'm getting to a point where I'm like no you feel good you also engage me better right not good but I would rather you engage me I find it interesting because I did connect with it emotionally and felt even though I knew that there's so much artifice to it and that's the whole point of it and i actually i do get that with wes anderson stuff like i yeah struggle with french dispatch and i love dogs and steve's uh steve zizu sort of really couldn't connect with i didn't i didn't feel like steve zizu's character uh, earned being the the hero of it i didn't like that sort of arc really i didn't like that it all came around and his son sort of dying out of nowhere um so, but at the same time, I thought Royal Tenenbaums and Darjeeling Limited and this are really, and Rushmore, really connected with the emotions of it. Rushmore, I've connected, yeah, I thought those ones all felt like real. And the Royal Tenenbaums, like, it felt like very yeah. real emotions in that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Um, but I thought the emotions in this as well. I felt like, yeah, yeah, similarly, in a way that I didn't quite understand at the time. There's a moment towards the end where... Jason Schwartzman, I think, is talking with the director, or is talking with Margot Robbie, maybe, and he's um, saying, "I don't, I don't know what, I don't understand it. I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't understand the story I'm telling." And he's advised, "Don't think about the story. You don't need to understand the story. You just need to tell it." And I think that's a really great like insight into like the sort of any artistic endeavor. Like, don't overthink it too much. Don't think about the after effects. Just say what you have to say and it's for other people to determine it's not for you to to describe although you i assume i feel like either you or you want the opposite you want a film to end with a director coming in and telling everyone why it is good um that's literally how i'm planning to end my edinburgh show. <laughs> 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 um i don't want them to come in no because i feel didn't he do the opposite of that the whole overthinker it's like the most overthought thing ever where it's like now we have a director talking to the actor and now we have that and like and there's lots of references to the history of cinema that you won't know unless you're in the club and blah 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 and yeah it felt I think that's the construction as opposed to like the the meaning like the whole Uh, ethos of it yeah is this are we coming back to it was a vibe because we've now realized (laughs) you love vibe i hate vibe (laughs) it is slightly vibe but what a great vibe i think it's funny. It's 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 his funniest film funny. in a long time. Was it funny? Because I didn't laugh at all. You didn't laugh at all. I don't. I think laughed so. all I, the, the only way thing through. I, it. The only thing I smiled at was the three little girls. They were great. I love the little boy's song. Um, the the tribute to the alien. Yeah. 
What was the song? Or is that he's like that little boy does that the like sort of cowboy folk song? The cowboy thing was kind of fun. Steve Carell was funny all the way through it. I love Steve Carell. I think he maybe gave my favorite favorite performance. I think he he yeah. actually did something completely different that I've seen before in a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, he actually brought his own like energy to it because like Hanks is great in it, but Hanks is playing a Wes Anderson character and mm. playing it really well. And yeah. Carell sort of puts there's a, there's a bit of brick in it. He's playing yeah. a bit of brick in there, a tiny bit of Michael Scott. There's like, you know, all these little Carell vibes, which are great. I found that so funny. I thought Jeffrey Wright was incredible. I yeah, think maybe so that's what upset me because you had told me before I went to see it that Steve Carell uh, gets to be himself and less Wes Anderson-y. So I was already, and Brick is one of my favourite characters of all time. <laughs> and then he comes on and he just does a hint of brick and I was like well this is just upsetting me now this is uncanny valley (laughs) a hint of brick (laughs) Mm. I wanted him to just talk about Ron Burgundy give me what I want (laughs) I uh, the bit that I laughed the most at was uh, Jeffrey Wright when he does his speech and at the end of the speech he's moving between all the mics and explaining all the different parts Uh, and then at the end of it he goes that's my speech (laughs) which is actually how i end my edinburgh show that's (laughs) it i genuinely as soon as it happened i was like that would be the funniest way to end a a stand-up show to go that's my stand-up show (laughs) i like the alien i I feel like i'm so the dopey one in this uh, discussion (laughs) i like that when there was an alien that was fun i didn't like when there was theater (laughs) (laughs) when the alien posed for the photo yeah, that was really nice. funny. A tiny little, tiny little comedy moment. We just moved very slightly. I, I just thought it was all really. And the Roadrunner, I love Roadrunner. When you're the like as well, great. when you're being like, oh, there's all these references to like cinema. If you don't get it, it was. I mean, it was references to like Roadrunner. I didn't even know until someone said something about they. I listened to a podcast about, and they were like, oh, and his name was Steen back or something yeah oh, right and they went ah and i was like oh now i gotta google that well <laughs> <laughs> i mean was it, it didn't feel like it was a movie that was going ah you're getting all of this you're spotting it it, it was no. like if you spot them you spot them and if you don't yeah. it's not like you're not like just suddenly as in early um stuart law stand-up shows just going what the hell was that bit <laughs> Because I was desperate to do a born supremacy reference or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thinking, like, it's worth it for the one person that gets it. But after four yeah. consecutive shows and only one person getting it, you're like, that nah, actually wasn't worth it in hindsight. Wasn't worth it. I'm literally doing a pass on my Edinburgh script right now of, like, take out the bits that only you and five other people get. Because, <laughs> so, yeah, which because, I, yeah, I guess it's... Because I Nathan basically- Stewart can't come and see your show. <laughs> We're all at the same time. That's like, you're down to three you. now. <laughs> I think um, it's not like I had an issue with it. It's just I could not get engaged. And I, I sort think of I'm understand l- that more. I definitely mm. am like, I can understand someone being like, what, what? And not being able to, yeah, cross that divide that Wes yeah. Anderson does put up between you and, and the film. Yeah. And I think on paper, I should have loved it. Because I love yeah. meta, but mm. there was just something where I was like, going, I'm not getting into this meta. I'm, which is why I was like, is this me getting old and 
But I feel I like know. I had that with Steve Zizou because that was the one remaining that I hadn't seen until recently. And so to prep for for uh, uh, Asteroid City, I was like, right, I want to make sure I watch that. I want to rewatch Darjeeling Limited because I haven't watched that since it came out. And Steve Zizou, I just couldn't get into. I just found like the archness of it, the 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 line that he put between you and the uh, you and the film too big to cross. Whereas yeah. Asteroid City, it was, and I didn't really find it that funny either. Which I know it's the, mm. a lot of people. It's the one that has the most like meme and people like the style of of it and things like that. It seems to have uh. have a bigger cultural impact, Steve Zizou, yeah. than. Definitely Darjeeling, definitely Moonrise, which are two better films, I think. I think it coasts on the David Bowie songs pretty much. Like, I don't think it's a great, a great film. It's all right. It's, it's fun. But it's just the fact the soundtrack is objectively banging. And I think yeah. that's what yeah, makes yeah. it an enjoyable experience. This, I thought, was like whether was Anderson's most vulnerable film. Mm. I think it was like the most insight we got into him and his process. And I think it was like a real, um, it was him combating like the AI of his aesthetic as well so like my aesthetic is more than just symmetry like some of the composition of the shots is insane in this and i think he tells a story a simple story in a really unique way that kind of reminded me of like like vladimir nabokov or something like that something like pale fire where you're trying to like put together put the pieces together of a person through this abstract narrative with an unreliable narrator yeah i think it's like one of those films that will really age well i think there's so much more to take from it and also i mean my husband, i feel like basically the whole thing is just a metaphor for the edinburgh fringe yes so Heidi, you probably loved it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so I weird the more we it list in my it. show <laughs> <laughs> it's like a group of people are trapped together for an undetermined uh, period of time you all want to escape you think you're close to leaving but you just they just keep pushing back the dial everyone's working on their little projects hoping that they're going to like make bank and some people are trying to exploit those little projects uh there's an alien coming alien. through that's freaking everyone out yeah chortle <laughs> posing for photos. <laughs> I was posing for photos. And and everyone has lost any ability to show any emotion. Yeah. Because yes. we're all dead inside. And there yeah. are big patches of land that are being sold off for extortionate rates. And some of yeah. it is stop frame animation. Yes. <laughs> um Steve Carell's not yeah, yeah, that's the end of metaphor. Okay. <laughs> end of metaphor. <laughs> And the whole and time, and the whole time, you're trying to um, look at all these pieces of work and think about how they relate to the person behind them, ah. which I was not doing. Ah, genuinely wasn't. Oh. As in, I think when I say I felt dumb, it was like I was like, is it because I'd had a wine as well? <laughs> <There> was like <laughs> when they would cut him, I'd be like, wait, why are we in the theater? And I was in no way questioning it at all. I was just going, ah. I'm confused, and See, I know how that makes me sound as someone who is obsessed with analysing film. <laughs> you didn't play the game. The film, the bait, the film sets up the game like instantly. So you you were playing Monopoly and just spending all your money and not realising there's a game element, and you have to like keep some of it for yourself. And getting grumpy when it had any layers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, I, you saw Avatar 3D without 3D glasses. Yes. Yes. I because I love meta usually, but like adaptation. I remember when yeah. that came out, I thought, "Oh, is this gonna be 
too much meta and it yeah. worked because I felt the emotion so clearly. Yeah. Sinodoki, I it was too complicated and I tapped out. I struggled with synecdoche. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I um, synecdoche. <laughs> I call it synecdoche. Actually, I um, wrote my... This is a little piece of trivia about uh, old Nathan. I wrote my dissertation on it. Can oh, you yes, say that yeah, again? Yeah. I wrote my dissertation oh. on Sedetsky, New York. Oh. Yeah, I got an F and I was asked to leave the course. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know this film at all, you idiot boy. <laughs> you you actually wrote uh, about Synecdoche, Manhattan. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know what that really means. <laughs> it's geographically soundish. I think. It's, um, it's in New York. Did you love that film, Nathan? Yeah, I love it. I actually rewatched it recently and think it is, yeah, I think it's a masterpiece. I'm going to rewatch it again because, yeah, I think I came out of that phase and obviously I'm now I don't get on board with Charlie Kaufman films, but I, Eternal Sunshine, Adaptation, uh, John Malkovich are all, I think, incredible yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. And well, Synecdoche was the first where I was just like, oh, I haven't, it hasn't landed with me in the mm. way that I want it to. Isn't that the first one he directed? Yeah. It takes, you got, like, it's, it's hard. It's, I think it's a hard watch, but something, even after having, like, studied it, I had a new realization on this um, rewatch and it just broke it open even further. So I related it to more, related to it way more at this stage of my life, where I didn't realize that his, the first 15 minutes takes place over, like, f- three years. Like it's time, it's about that feeling of just like racing through time and feeling your life, um, just being completely detached from your life and not realizing how fast it's going on around you because you're so involved in your own shit. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I that like that hit really hard. I think it's, it's working on so many levels. I just think that they covered that better in the film One Day where you saw uh, a year pass each time. <laughs> That's the pitch. That's the pitch of one day. So we're gonna make a film where one day passes um, each time. Each okay. time. Okay. Each okay. time. He's fifty. He's fifty million dollars. <laughs> make it. Um. So Asteroid City for me, absolutely. I love the visuals. I love that sort of era and like that Americana sort of vibe. It was like perfectly into it because it's like where the technology is almost getting towards like modern and new technology but they're having to do like big workarounds where everything's big and works slightly differently i like that sort of aesthetic and i guess i just like people who are uh, emotionally repressed yeah i think that's the difference here because i am um i'm very outgoing with my emotions Um, (laughs) i'm in touch with them and you are two little wound up little boys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now uh, i'll yesterday... never cry <laughs> that's yesterday... what i keep saying every time half every throughout the film whenever i buy a ticket when i went to see after sun i bought one ticket for after sun i'll never cry I'm like, all right take it easy oh i, I have been avoiding after sun because i don't think i can handle the emotions of uh, it. so i do avoid the sad stuff and then yet i complain that asteroid city doesn't have enough emotion <laughs> that's a real tip. sweet spot i want <laughs> Buy popcorn and uh, scream your emotions into the popcorn and that absorbs it and no one else in this theatre can hear. Yeah. Very clear. And cut a hole in the bottom of the popcorn. (laughs) For your tears to flow through. other emotions. (laughs) Well, I reject my emotions so much that I don't want people to know I'm crying. So I will just turn to the person next to me and go, I'm not crying. (laughs) 
and it's always the usher who's just sat in that little spare seat. <laughs> it's actually usher. He just says, uh, he just um, pops his collar and, and, and shushes me. <laughs> and then I'm on the other side going, I don't get it. Is this a game or is it meta? Why and can't I'm just they... yelling out, I'm straight. <laughs> Ruining the experience for everyone else. Do I you... can't wait for the car chase to come back. <laughs> that is when you were like, now you have to go see Mission Impossible. I was like, I am being bullied into seeing the types of films that... I cannot engage you. with. How dare you? How much You've emotion no does Tom Cruise get to show in Mission Great Impossible? Amount. Is he funny in it? Yes. Okay. We can't talk about that now, but it, he is very funny in it. Okay. I heard yeah. he puts in a big clown nose and honks it. <laughs> oh, Heidi might like that. It's a little bit more <laughs> on the nose, so to speak. <laughs> Do you think I've been ruined by watching Marvel too much? Yeah, yeah. Everything's Where the got emotions to be like... are very clear and it's funny. Yeah, but also everything everything funny has to be with like a zinger rather than like a little like look with the eyes. Oh yeah, no look with the eyes, please. Yeah, big big <laughs> funny line. Don't just raise an eyebrow at me. Write a good joke. <laughs> Now, yesterday I went to the Asteroid City exhibit, which is in London's The Strand at the moment. Went there with previous guests of the pod, Amy Matthews, who's a big fan of Asteroid City and Wes Anderson in general. And the pod. And the pod. (laughs) Um, And it's great. There's all of like props from the film and like soundscapes and you can wander around, stand behind uh, Scarlett Johansson's window. Be that nude. Like You're allowed to be nude. <laughs> Do you get to um, be naked in the shower like she was momentarily and have your friends take pictures? You're allowed, um, yeah, for about five seconds, I think. I, or you're <laughs> not allowed at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which way around it is. <laughs> but I managed it. <laughs> uh, you either I wrestle got... to the ground in punishment or in tribute. Yeah. <laughs> it's either part of the experience or it is a request to leave. And then at the end of it, you get to sit in the diner. They've recreated the diner. You can have a milkshake in there and it's great. What flavors do they offer? Uh, gooseberry. Madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. Chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, gooseberry. <laughs> is that in the film, gooseberry? I don't know, actually. That is a good point. Is it in the film? That feels like a reach. If I don't think I've ever had a gooseberry. It re- it's really very immersive, apart from <laughs> the uh, the waiter who came over wearing a Wu-Tang Clan t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. That He is the guy. He's the guy who's improvising. He's the Seth Rogen of that yeah. world. Wow. <laughs> I would love... Halfway through, like Astro City, while Jason Schwartzman's leaning on the window, like, I just, I'm not processing my grief right now. I don't know what to tell the children. And, you know, um, I think Tom Hanks saw us the other day. And then just uh, see in the background, someone be like, Wu Tang! That's what I want for my Wes Anderson film. Um, did you have to pay for this? Yes, it is. Uh, I can't remember how much it is, but it's uh, it go to like it's it's uh, an organisation called Studio One Hundred and Eighty, and I think they do a lot of those sort of things. It's definitely worth. I think it's on to the end of July, so if people can go, give to me it, a ballpark of how much you pay. I think it would be in like the twenty quid range. Okay, I did yeah. like I went to one secret cinema once because I had yeah. a free ticket, but I was like that was 
a good idea. What was from it? how much it was. Did it you, was, it was um... Eyes Wide Shut, wasn't it, that you went to? <laughs> I was like, it was wow, very immersive. <laughs> when do we watch the film? <laughs> <laughs> Why does someone keep running in and asking me to do another take of what? <laughs> I've walked into the theatre 50 times. <laughs> when can I put the mask on and bang someone? <laughs> like I always do in the cinema. <laughs> um, I saw Star uh, Empire Strikes Back, I think. I yeah. dressed up like, I think I got given Han Solo. Oh, okay, Star, for you. It was like going to be Star Wars characters. When we get dressed up like we're in the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. <laughs> we had to eat it. In, we had to watch it from inside of a tonton. It was disgusting. It was very smelly. I see. I've never done secret cinema, but I kind of hate the idea of it. Okay. I well, know. I just said that was a nice idea. So you maybe I'm a very purist. aggressively back to me. <laughs> I'm like. Cinema's immersive, and I, I, I don't know. I just saw like they did like a screening of Life of Pi, and everyone, or no, it's, it's either Life of Pi or Titanic, and everyone had to sit in like little dinghies for it. No, and like this is fucking annoying. If the film is good enough, it's immersive enough. You're meant to be in that world. You don't need to be in a fucking dinghy to feel like you're in the Titanic. Have you done the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind one? <laughs> or when someone clubs you around the head with a bat and you forget the last 20 minutes yeah it's horrible <laughs> you're paralyzed in your bed while you watch elijah wood jump up and down on your bed the film was great but i can't remember what my granddad's name is <laughs> also i've just like realized that. it wasn't elijah wood it was mark ruffalo that jumped up and down on the bed i just want to clarify uh, that and kirsten dunst yeah yeah i wouldn't mind the... that oh they say that to Jesse Plemons, who's going to fight for his woman. I would fight Jesse Plemons. That is a message out there. Jesse, if you're listening, <laughs> I will fight you. I think he would beat you. He looks stacked. Yeah, he does look actually like he would beat the shit out of me. Yeah. But then maybe, you know what happens sometimes where like Kirsten's watching that and she just sees him beat me to a pulp and then falls out of love with him. Yeah. And falls in love with the person that was just bested. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan for you to do like the end of Rocky like you've been beaten but you're calling out to her Kirsten <laughs> like she's not your wife leave her alone and she's immediately ru rushing to get her memory deleted <laughs> um, I I see your point Nathan but I think um, through any, the popcorn any extra stimulus <laughs> at a film to um, make the pain and ennui better <laughs> or less painful. Should um, we rank the ennui? Mm. Mm. The Wes Anderson rankings. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, not going to be very helpful having missed about four of them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, I'll go from, uh, from what I'd say worst to best, but I would say that there's a, like a line here where they all are just all great. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's a bit okay, we'll it's, go suck it's up. tough. Go on. <laughs> so we we start Isle of Dogs, Bottle Rocket, French Dispatch, Life Aquatic, Rushmore, Grand Budapest Hotel, Darjeeling Limited, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise Kingdom, Asteroid City, Royal Tenenbaums. Wait. Two. Asteroid City was number two for you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> Speech though. <laughs> 
How do you, how do you like them <laughs> rankings? I just think it, to- it spoke to you on a level I won't even begin to fathom. Yeah. That's so nice. So I don't, wanna cast you don't want to cast aspersions on your me. reading of it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, that's fair. I think it will go up my rankings as I go forward. I'm sure if I watched it again without wine, mm. now that you've explained it to me, shall we say, mansplained. Wesplained. Say mansplained whenever I'm feeling intellectually nervous <laughs> or inferior. <laughs> oh, thanks for mansplaining it when I didn't understand it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Judge, for mansplaining. <laughs> My manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll rank mine um, best to worst because I'm going to run out quick of my memory of some or ones I've seen. So number one, I guess Royal Tenenbaums. That could be nostalgia influence because it was the first one I saw and it was amazing. But Royal Tenenbaums, number two, Rushmore. Then um, I don't know if I've seen Beyond, <laughs> what, Life Aquatic? And then technically Darjeeling next because I have seen it, but I don't remember it. Um, and then I'm enjoying the first 20 minutes of Grand Budapest. So maybe actually they'll go above Life Aquatic. And then uh, Asteroid City because I have seen it. And then the rest are all on a par because I've only seen trailers. So <laughs> you haven't the seen trailers? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I'm going to rank Moonrise Kingdom low because it made me not want to see it. And then mm. everyone said it was great. It, the trailer made it look more twee than I bet it it's is. It's third. It's third for me. Yeah, that's the shot for me. It didn't work for me, Moonrise Kingdom. Really? I, 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 I'm going to go back to it. I've only seen it once. Yeah, we have had this, isn't it? Because I think it's Amy Matthews, Yeah, one of her favourites as well. I think you're both um, suspect for that. Yeah, yeah, fair Whenever enough. Whenever you actually. say Amy Matthews, I think of the 90s singer in Australia, and it's so confusing. I keep thinking you're really obsessed with this singer from <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Um, Nathan, what's your ranking? My ranking, um, in descending order, bottom of the barrel, French Dispatch, garbage. Uh, behind that, Isle of Dogs, garbage. Nine, Moonrise Kingdom. Whoa. Yeah. And then, so that's why I will go back to it. But yeah, it didn't work for me. Didn't work for me at all. Kind of made me mad. Um, you make it sound sexual when you say didn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I left as limp as ever. I was like, what a waste of 15 pounds. Usher there on the way out. Thanks for coming. It didn't work for me. I have not come. <laughs> He's like, you got to let it burn. It's like, okay, Usher, leave it alone. <laughs> Eight, got a rocket. Rewatched that recently. Hoping it would be better than I thought it was. It's not. Seven, Dodgy Unlimited. Rewatched that recently. I, I used to love that, but I actually think it's a little bit, um, a little bit offensive. I think it, Prioritizes the white lens to the point which I find it found alienating. Six oh, life aquatic. Wait, 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 wait! Push me under the bus there. <laughs> I think yeah. anyone who loved it is a racist. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyone looking back over Stu's choices, I really want to think about the way he um, views race and um, consent amongst minors. Uh, uh, five fantastic Mr. Fox. Four asteroid city. Three Rushmore. Two Grand Budapest Hotel. And number one Royal Tenenbaums. What I've just got from that is that the one you said was the racist one happens to be the one where I stopped watching from then on. So actually, I guess I'm the least problematic of the three of us because yeah. I was like, something's wrong here. I'm never going <laughs> to forgive this. And You're you were like, ally? I'm going to keep watching. I love what he's doing. <laughs>
I can come back on this. My friend Abhishek, Upmanu, uh, Indian comic, loves Darjeeling Limited. Does that rescue it? Oh, no, because you were eating while you said that. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah, imagine Martin Luther King's speech if you had a mouthful of what's it. <laughs> I had a dream while everyone's ears are just like, oh. <laughs> oh, misophonia. Oh. I was eating, but I was still so like, oh, shit. I've got the uh, some of my some of my best friends are Asian. <laughs> I literally defense. didn't even hear what you said. I was so focused on the food. <laughs> no, I think that does. I think that balances it out. I think that's although it's, saying that Darjeeling Limited does have one of my favourite moments from Wes Anderson film, where um, Agent Brody goes, "I didn't save mine," which again I also think is probably the most oh problematic moment, but also deeply it's so beautiful. But I would argue that um, I think Hotel Chevalier is um, better than Dijon Limited. That's the bit. I think that's my favorite bit of that film. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I think that is Hotel Chevalier is great. Yeah, I love that. Look at hey. Heidi being a thick idiot. <laughs> Wishing she had wine. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I was laughing because I saw you reach for the food and then think twice. And I was like, he's laughing. <laughs> And then all you, I was about to go, oh, well done, Stu. And then you went, look at Heidi being a thick <laughs> What are you eating? It's just a little cookie. I haven't eaten anything today. Cookie for breakfast? Yeah. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an oatmeal raisin one. I feel that's more breakfast cookie. Yeah, range. that's a grown-ups cookie. Yeah. And that is our podcast. Thank you once again for listening to There Will Be Film. Nathan, Stu and Heidi are all going to be at this year's Edinburgh Fringe. So please get tickets for our shows, which are all competing. So choose your favourites or see all three. Come for three days. That's the perfect way to do it. We'll be back next week for another special summer episode. Bye.